Hi there. I am Terry McKee, and this is the Homeschooling One Child podcast. Homeschooling One Child exists to encourage and inspire parents homeschooling a single child or children with special needs, since homeschooling is the ultimate individualized educational plan. Let's dive into today's episode together. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling One Child podcast. Um, Today, we are blessed to have Garrett Hampton with Schoolhouse Rocked with us today. Um, I just want to tell you a little bit about Garrett. Uh, Garrett is a homeschool dad and movie industry veteran with credits on some of the biggest movies of the last decade, including Interstellar, Furious 7, Tron Legacy, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, Yo, Joe, The Twilight Saga, New Moon, and many more. Following several years of working as a motion control technician in Hollywood, Garrett made an abrupt shift and taught film at a Los Angeles area Christian school while, while producing short documentary content for his church. His time teaching high school and middle school students deepened his love for education and his passion for the creative process. Thank you, Garrett, for being with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Um, Garrett, you you and your beautiful wife, Yvette, um, just released um, a few months ago, the Schoolhouse Rocked, the Homeschool Revolution film. And I just, I've watched that and it was, it deepened my love for homeschooling. And it confirmed why uh, my husband and I have decided to homeschool our daughter. But it also made me very fearful for the state of the school system in Mm. our country. Um, And, you know, I have friends who have children in public school, and I just, I want them to see this film. Yeah. Um, What... What um, led you to want to create a documentary about homeschooling? Well, it's funny. You know, I look back at the process of making the movie Mm -hmm. and I can say that everything that happened to get this movie made now looking back was so clearly God's hand at work. Absolutely. And I think our original motivation for doing the film was actually um, a response to the impact that another film had on us early in our homeschool journey, which was the movie Indoctrination, which was Uh, uh, directed by Colin Gunn. Um, This movie, we, it didn't, uh, it didn't convince us to homeschool, but what it did was it really affirmed why we were homeschooling. And over the years, we gave that movie out to probably 20 people And it always had a huge impact. And um, so as we were beginning to homeschool, we really had to find our way. We were not those people who said we would homeschool. In fact, we said we would never homeschool our kids. We were really, really opposed to it. And we're thankful that God changed our hearts. But when we started, we had no idea what we were doing. And so, you know, we kind of had to learn the hard way and Um, we're thankful for godly people who led us along, but probably a year into our journey, we found this film and it was a huge encouragement to us. But if you've seen this movie indoctrination, it's very much a movie that shows what's going on in public schools, kind of what's wrong, 
but it doesn't necessarily show the opposite, which is what's right and what do we do? And so we had this idea that we wanted to show what homeschooling was and kind of debunk the myths and misconceptions and encourage parents that this is a great opportunity for your family. It's good for students. It's good for culture and you can do it. And so that was kind of the start. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I guess not ashamed to say when we started, we had no idea where the movie would go, but God just brought it together so perfectly, even from the very start, he was directing the path of the outcome of the movie. Um, the, the film starts with you all selling your home Mm -hmm. and buying an RV, um, fifth wheel camper situation yeah a trailer trailer trailer. yeah yeah um so you and your family spent three years on the road in the camper going around this the country talking to people tell us about that tell us about Uh, that journey it it was really fun and it was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like pretty much anything that's worth doing in life, right? You right. you make these hard trades, but what it really ended up being was a huge blessing to our family. Um, it's true. We sold a, a five bedroom house in California that we were very comfortable in. And we had, you know, 22 years of stuff in our home. Wow. We sold all of it because we really believe that God was calling us to just leave everything and follow him and do this thing that was totally crazy. And when we did it, we had no idea where we were going to go. We, I mean, literally, this is no exaggeration. As we left California, we knew our first destination and that was it. Uh, You'll see in the movie, um, Yvette asks the girls, you know, what are you most excited about? And, and our oldest daughter says spending Christmas in Georgia, right? That yes. was the only place we knew we were going was Georgia. And we had no idea where God would take us over the coming years. In fact, we had no idea who would be in the movie, where we would talk to them, how we would meet them. Um, before leaving, we had only done a few interviews. Yeah. And so we really had to trust the Lord. And so that time did two things for us. The first is, it really, really reinforced for us that God is trustworthy, that he knows us, that he holds us in his hands, that he provides day by day. And we had to rely on that provision literally day by day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it also really strengthened our family and our family bonds, especially even our girls who had to live in a very tight space for a long time together. (laughs) And so they got really, really close. So you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for that time. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to travel and see the country. It was a huge adventure. Absolutely. I, I was just amazed by, um, you know, you went to visit um, Heidi St. John up at the yeah. firmly planted homeschool resource center. And um, it was just amazing to me because I've never been um, to Washington state. Um and I've always wanted to visit not so much Washington state, but Heidi's place, Yes, you know, and just walking in and seeing it made me want to, you know, call her up and say, Hey, how do you start these? You know, how do you start these across the country? Um, Because I, you know, we have co-ops, my daughter's in a co-op, 
but it would be nice not to borrow a church building but yep. have your own place and you know you can set it up the way you want and keep your stuff there right um, <laughs> but it was throughout watching the film it was just amazing to me to see the people's different setups with homeschooling and that homeschooling looks different for every family right you know um what was some takeaways that that you had you know interviewing people and being in their homes and their mm-hmm. wherever they you know you interviewed them at about um individual families homeschooling styles yeah well before i get to styles i want to tell you the biggest takeaway i had sure and that was this just about everybody we interviewed mm-hmm. felt completely incapable to homeschool i noticed that in the film yeah and that's literally almost without exception. I say almost because we actually interviewed a a lady who isn't in the film, but, but we did uh, her just before we left California. Mm -hmm. And she was a doctor in education who had done her doctoral dissertation on home education. And she's the only person (laughs) we ever talked to who we said, did you feel capable of homeschooling your, your kids? And she said, yes, absolutely. Wow. But ironically, we said, are you going to homeschool them all the way through? And she said, no, you know, I think I'm going to send my kids to public school for high school. And we thought, wow, that is really a weird take. But that was so far out of the norm. Mm -hmm. Every single mom and every single dad we talked to literally said, we don't know how to do this. We don't feel capable. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we would talk to people who had been public school teachers and they would say, everything I learned in public school teaching just set me back when I went to teach uh, my own children. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't say that to discourage people. I say that because I want parents to understand you are one of the group. If you don't feel capable, if you feel overwhelmed day to day, literally everybody else does too. And here's the good news. You're really not capable. You're really not. (laughs) God has made you the parents of these children and what he's called you to do, he will strengthen you for, and it won't even be easy, but he will get you through it. And guess what? When you're all done, you won't get to look back and say, man, look at the good job I did, man. I was so capable. I did so good. You will have to look back and say, boy, God, I thank the Lord that you took me through this because I know how incapable I was through the whole thing. And that is the beauty. We Mm -hmm. have to give glory and credit to God when our kids are through this, because he's the one who's going to carry us. So, you know, that was, that was our big takeaway was that, and, and our, our insecurities came through too. I don't know how much they come through in the movie, but every day Yvette, who hosts a podcast about, about homeschooling, who's yep. produced a movie on homeschooling, who's interviewed hundreds of homeschool experts every day. She feels incapable. Mm-hmm. And I look at her and I say, babe, you're doing a great job. You can do this, but only through the Lord's help. So right. yeah, that was the big takeaway. Um, you know, it was, it was neat to see too, that everywhere we went, mm-hmm. homeschoolers shared some things in common. There's definitely a commonality among homeschoolers, right? But the truth is 
that their education style and what they're teaching and how their kids are learning and what their day looks like is completely individual. Yes. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is that, you know, in, in public schools and even private schools, kids have to fit into a box. They have to fit into or ride the rails with all the rest of the kids yes. and do the same thing because it's impossible to manage a, a class of 30 kids unless you do right. that. But the problem is our kids are not in a box. They're not cut from the same cloth as all their classmates. Our kids are individuals. They are mm -hmm. unique creations of yes. a creator who made them to serve him. And so the beauty that we saw of homeschooling was that every family gets to do what works for them. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Every family gets to find out what doesn't work too, because we all mess stuff up. But Absolutely, over time, yes. yeah, over time, you get to tweak things and, and really tailor education to what your family needs and to what your kids needs. And so it works so much better. So yeah, it yes. was beautiful. Absolutely. You know, Garrett, I have four children. Um, three of them are adults and two are married and out of the house. One is out of the house with his cat. Um, so I only have the one at home now, the youngest who I'm homeschooling. Uh -huh. Um, but all four of my children have varying special needs mm -hmm. ranging from the oldest has autism, bipolar disorder, epilepsy, ADHD, and intellectual disability. And he's the one with his cat in his apartment. Uh -huh. Um, the, you know, my other son has ADHD. My oldest daughter has, um, juvenile diabetes diagnosed at four years old and she's married to a Navy guy in Norfolk. Um, and Laura, my youngest, who I'm homeschooling, she has chronic migraines, ADHD, and dyslexia. Mm -hmm. So, and as you know, my, um, my husband is paralyzed mm -hmm. um, and in a wheelchair. So we're very much a special needs family. Mm -hmm. But, and so I've, my oldest three were, um, and the public school system. And um, my oldest especially was in a special ed school system, you know, situation. Right. Um, and looking back on it, I know that with God's help, because I could not do this without Jesus at all, not at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I, I always say now that homeschooling is like the ultimate individualized educational plan. Yeah. Because I can tailor Laura's needs um, directly to her. Right. And help her through, you know, she kind of, she's okay at math, not so great at reading. So I can tailor that her curriculum for those needs. Yeah. And it was um, at the, towards the end of the film, you all touched on the special needs aspect mm -hmm. and, you know, it made me feel not alone. Right. Because there are oftentimes when I'm homeschooling and it's just not going well, you know, it's one of those days. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to, you know, I'm threat. I'm going to threaten to put her in public school. <laughs> you know, I'm, I am going to threaten it. And then, but looking now at the public school system, um, I'm like, I can't, I can't even threaten that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That now that's a threat of harm, right? It, yes. you, you understand that, that 
you know, that, that threat carries real weight. And man, we see the product of what's coming out of the public schools. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you never want to say that parents who have their kids in public schools don't love their kids, right? No, they love them. But at the same time, you have to question whether they realize that they're, they're truly submitting their kids to harm day by day. And that becomes more and more apparent as, as it goes on. Yeah. Can, can, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I mean, the public school thing popped up, but I did want to say you're so not alone. Um, one of the things, you know, we don't have uh, children with special needs, mm-hmm. but we have children who are unique and who learn completely differently. And you talk Absolutely. about the, you know, math being at one level and language arts being at another level. That's totally our kids. We have one who excels at math and one who hates math and can't do it. Mm-hmm. But but as we've dived into the world of homeschooling, we've really tried to pay, uh, pay special attention to families with special needs because it's one of those very real concerns of parents. Can I do right. this? You know, Can I handle the special needs of my child? And I can tell you two things. First of all, there's a gigantic support network out there. There are literally hundreds of thousands of families homeschooling children with special needs, some of them extremely severe, and some of them with multiple children who have special needs. Mm -hmm. And you can do it, but you can't do it alone. You you really do need to seek out, um, you know, community and support and help. But, But this is the thing, again, where God gave you your kids. And when he gave you your kids, he accounted for all your weaknesses and he accounted for the special accommodations that your children would need. And he didn't expect you as their parent to say, well, I can do the feeding and the clothing and the shopping, but I certainly can't do the teaching. And so um, he's been extraordinarily gracious in the past few years to parents in that he's raised up a whole support system for special needs homeschooling. I'm sure you're um, aware of sped homeschool and Peggy Ployer. Yeah, we, I interviewed Peggy for the podcast just the other day. So yes, yeah, yeah. we did too. We're going to air her soon. We love Peggy. She's great. Um, We've actually done several on our podcast, several series on special needs. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, Kathy cool is in the movie who who's written great books on the subject. And so, yeah, it, it should be a great encouragement to parents of kids who are considering pulling their special needs kids out of school. Mm-hmm. You, you really can do it. You, you're yes, not you alone. Mm-hmm. There is a community and there is support and it's going to be hard just like parenting is. And just like homeschooling is. Absolutely. One thing in the film that really struck me and I, and I had to write it down um, was that we think of, and I'm paraphrasing horribly i know (laughs) but um we often think that um academics like Mm, school is separate from discipleship the faith or the church part yeah and but it's it's not you know it goes hand in hand yes this is probably the most important theme of the movie though it's not the thing we spend the most time on it is kind of repeated throughout and we want parents to get the takeaway that the very first mandate we have as parents 
is to train up our children to disciple their hearts. And so we have some verses that we hit on, hit on in the movie that are really important. The first is Luke 640, which Mm -hmm. says a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when fully trained will be like his teacher. Parents, if you just realize that your children will grow to follow the ways of the one who teaches them, that should be a sobering view. And when you understand, you know, we hear so many times, oh, the public schools in our area are really good. Oh, the principal at my kid's school is a Christian. Oh, my kid's teacher is a Christian. Here's the thing. You can't, when your kids are out of your control, you cannot control who and how your kids will be discipled. And all education is discipleship. And as our children grow and learn in that system, they will become like the ones discipling them. So that's the first thing is we encourage parents, be the discipler, right? Yes. But the next thing is this, we think school is math and reading and science and history and language arts and all those schooly academic things. Those are important, but I'm going to tell you a secret parents. And that's this, your kids are going to learn that stuff. Okay. I'm not a proponent of unschooling. Okay. And the reason is not because I don't like unstructured education, because I think that has tons of value. I'm not a proponent of unschooling because it's child centered. And we understand that as parents, we need to disciple the hearts of our children. But here's the thing. There's now years of research that follows unschooled kids that show that they do very well academically. They learn those things. Mm -hmm. Here's the biblical principle to apply. Are you ready? Matthew 6, 33 says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And I'm going to explain that in the context of education. In Matthew, in in context, it's very easy to see how this applies. Jesus is telling people, don't worry about what you're going to wear and what you're going to eat. The Lord knows these things. He cares about you much more than he cares about the birds of the field or the lily that will wither and fall away or the grass of the field that will, will wither and fall away. Your responsibility is to seek first the kingdom of God and trust that God will then provide what you need to do that. One of the things our kids need to seek the kingdom of God is they need to be able to do those academic things, reading, writing, arithmetic. If you want to be a great disciple and a great evangelist and a great witness, you need to be a great communicator, right? Right. So God is going to make sure that's going to happen. But here's the beautiful thing too. Parents, as you're spending so much time with your kids, because you get the luxury of time in homeschooling, you're going to be teaching them those things. You're going to talk with them. You're going to teach them. You're going to read to them. And those things will be learned. Now, as a parent, I do want to clarify this. And as a homeschool advocate, we teach our kids math. We, we use a really great math program called CTC math that we love. There are several others out there that are excellent. We've tried them all Mm -hmm. and, and we could recommend several of them. And we have our kids learn math and they learn it well, and we teach to mastery, and they learn it at their pace. They read all the time, and we read to them. We teach them to write and to communicate, and we teach them history through the books we read together because we're together and we have time to do this. 
But in all of that, our primary goal is to raise our kids to be disciples of Christ and, and to trust that in that those other things will come. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. So yeah, that's that principle in that movie. And, and I, I don't mean to keep going on the subject, but I do want to give one more encouragement. Sure, it absolutely. seems a lot of, it seems a lot of times parents think, well, look, my kids are at church. My kids yes. are at youth group. So they're going to get that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that there are a couple things at work, but the biggest thing is the time equation. Absolutely. You cannot undo five hours of training in a school every day Mm -hmm. with 40 minutes of a sermon on Sunday and 35 minutes of a light sermon on Wednesday and games and cookies at youth group. Yes. So you have to invest the time as parents day by day by day in discipling their hearts, because truly there is a world and there's an enemy that wants to overwhelm all that teaching. So yeah, this is definitely the primary message of this movie. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a homeschooling movie that's wrapped in this idea of encouragement of parents that you can do this and it'll be worth it in the end. But really the core of that is, and the purpose is to train our child, our children's hearts to serve God for his glory for eternity. Right. You know, I'm reminded of, um, the, the Bible story, David and Goliath Mm -hmm. and, David tries on Saul's armor and it's way too awkward. It's not built for him. It's too heavy. And, you know, but they're like, you have to wear armor. Look at how big he is, you know, but he doesn't, he just goes and trusts God and gets five stones. And it only took the one, the first stone, but we, um, and to be honest, my pastor, um, when we first said, you know, we're going to homeschool Laura, he was against it mm-hmm. because he said, well, children need to be salt and light in the public school system. And I'm like, they're, they're not even strong enough in their faith to wear the armor, right? you know, like little David. And here we are, you know, just throwing them into the lion's den. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of that science experiment we've all done. If, especially if you're a homeschooler, you take a stalk of celery, you know, and you put it in colored water mm-hmm. and you watch the colored water come up and make the celery blue or whatever. And we become what we're bathed in, what yeah. we're immersed, immersed in. And if, just like you said, you know, if a child is spending five days a week, you know, eight hours a day or whatever, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and an indoctrination camp, right. You know, he, that child cannot have the armor of God or the knowledge if they're just getting church and Sunday school and youth group and not getting discipled. Right. Like they would be in, um, Christ-centered homeschool environment. Yeah, exactly. You can't bathe in a sewer five days a week and then take off the stink with a five-minute shower. It just doesn't work <laughs> I that love way. That. I love that. <laughs> it's awesome. But you know, why um let me get back to my list of questions here because there was sure. um okay. 
I have had a conference um, last year for dads in homeschooling because mm. one of, um, you know, we always hear about the homeschool mom, the uh-huh. homeschool mom. And yes, I'm a stay at home mom. Well, technically work at home mom, but um, I'm the one doing 90% of the actual homeschooling. Yeah. But um, my, my husband, he takes on the role of principal, you know, principal. He's a heavy hitter. If she's not listening, I call him up, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and a little five minute lecture from him often does a lot of good, but what, you know, I know personally that the role of dads in homeschooling is often swept under the rug, right? you know, and for whatever reason, but what, what do you think is the role of dads in the homeschool family? So, so important. This is my heart. And uh, we, we've talked about this a bit on our podcast as we were filming for Schoolhouse Rocked. We were actually filming footage for what we thought might be an upcoming movie on this very subject, because it's so very important. Um, And me being a dad, I love to talk about it. You know, the, the primary role of dad in the house is to be the spiritual leader and to be kind of the priest over the house. And that's a huge, heavy role. And so I think the very first thing that dads need to do in a homeschooling home or in a public schooling home or a private right. schooling home, wherever, is this. Very first, you've got to make sure that your walk is on point. You've got to be in the word of God. You've got to be sitting under teaching and, and pastoral authority. You have to be in fellowship and make sure you're growing and you're not you know, nurturing some dark sins, things like that. Work on yourself first spiritually and ask the Holy spirit to work on you because you're not good enough to do it on your own. You can't do it. So that's the very first thing is it's critically important that homeschool dads see themselves very first as the spiritual leader. And I want to encourage from that perspective first dads, if you're new Christians or you're not super mature Christians, that's okay. It doesn't change your job. Here's what it means you've got to be growing. And so be in the word every single day and let your kids see you in the word. And I like to encourage dads. This is a a line I got from a dad who is in our movie, Caleb Schrader, who's a very brilliant man and a pastor. He said, if you can read, you can lead. And what he meant was this, no matter what you know about the Bible, the word of God is powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Sit down with your kids open the Bible and read it. And I promise you the spirit of God will teach your kids hearts and will teach your your heart. And you will inevitably grow just by being in the word. And so if you're afraid of leading deep biblical discussions, that's okay. Just start by opening up the word and saying, let's see what the Lord has to say to us today through his word. But dads have a couple other really, really important roles on top of that. As you said, you do most of the teaching in your house. My wife does the same. It's that way for most homeschooling families. Dads, though, shouldn't shrink away from doing some instruction if they can. 
the very first area of that is, of course, sit down and do family Bible. If you do it at the dinner table, if you do it before bed, just do it. It doesn't have to be long and deep. You just have to be in the Bible together. And that should be your subject. Now, that doesn't mean moms get separated from the Bible because we integrate the word of God into everything we teach. So moms should be teaching it all day long. But dad, take the time to sit down with your family and read the word of God with them. The next thing, though, is this. Encourage your wife. Mm. You have to be the one who comes behind her and says, babe, I am so thankful you're pouring into the hearts of my children. I'm so thankful that you're giving of yourself to train up our children's hearts because it is such a worthy and important task. Dads, that is so important and it carries so much weight. The next thing is this. You've got to set the standard in the house. Terry mentioned as the principal, you really have to set the standard for what is expected of your children. And that usually means you have to be the enforcer too. Mm-hmm. You have to come behind them and say, kids, I love you. And I see that there are areas where we may be following, falling short. And then you have to bring them into compliance. And that doesn't always mean discipline. Sometimes it just means training. So yeah, dads are critically important and, uh, and can't be overlooked. Now, when we say that, we also understand that there are lots of single parents homeschooling. Absolutely. And, and it's really hard. And, and I'll tell you, we have a heart for single parents. We do brush on that in the movie. And we've talked about it yep. quite a bit on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Um, again, like special needs families, there are lots of single family, uh, single parents who Absolutely. homeschool and it can be done. Um, it does bring special challenges. Here's the thing I would say, though, to those single moms who don't have the dad in the house. Your kids desperately need a male spiritual leader in their lives. Amen. And so single moms, I would encourage you while you still have to do that day to day, you still have to be that leader for them. Seek out godly men, whether it's your pastor, whether it's another pastor at your church, whether it's your father, whoever it is, seek out godly men to pour into your kids. And I promise you, if you ask, men are willing to help. Godly men will be willing to help. So please don't, don't overlook the importance of that godly male influence in kids' lives. We, we know, you know, not to get out of the spiritual realm, but if you look at prison populations, yes, you understand that the vast majority of prisoners who are incarcerated, incarcerated come from fatherless homes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and we can't overlook the importance of dads. This is actually a cultural thing that has to be fixed in our culture. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent, if that's okay, Terry, go go for it. (laughs) One of the reasons that I love homeschooling. And one of the reasons that I really, I'm going to say it, I really hate public schools Mm -hmm. is because this culture of public schooling has actually contributed to the breakdown in marriages and the breakdown in families. And it's been intentional Mm -hmm. just at the very surface. Here's, here's what happens day by day. Mom no longer has the responsibility of training her kids. And so what does she do? She gets bored and she sees dollar signs. And so she goes out, gets a job outside of the home. Mm 
And the family is now going in four different directions. Mm -hmm. And better yet, public schools will feed your kids for you. They'll entertain your kids during the day. They'll watch them before school and after school. Mm -hmm. Even on weekends, there will be sports and opportunities like this. And so what it has done over years is it's created very disjointed families and it's actually contributed to the breakdown of marriage. Yes. It's very difficult when you bring your kids home to have your family go in four different directions. Mm -hmm. So homeschooling, you'll see if you go to Terry, you talked about going to a conference. One of my favorite things is walking through, say, teach them diligently. Yes. And watching 4,000 people there all together as families with mom and dad and kids in tow, Mm -hmm. walking in the same direction and realizing, wow, there's a giant body of people here who are all essentially seeking the same end, right? Yes. And that's serving God to his glory, Mm -hmm. seeing the family uh, preserved, Mm -hmm. preserving the church and preserving culture. And I don't mean to oversell homeschooling, but, but when you consider the impact, literally we are the last line of defense for turning back this tide against our families and against the church. And so, you know, we, we trust Christ to preserve his bride, Mm -hmm. but then as families, we can't actively work against the bride by sending our kids out to be discipled outside of the home and and in public schools, it goes the same with families. You know, we believe we just about everybody in America would say, yes, it's good. Marriage is good. Family is good. But then as families, we can't turn around and do things that break down that foundation. So, so yeah, this is a huge thing that we, um, we really pour a lot of our hearts into building up dads and building Mm -hmm. up families. In fact, as schoolhouse rocked, you know, our mission and our purpose is to encourage and equip homeschoolers, but I'll tell you our real core value is family discipleship. Absolutely. We're, we're literally all about building up moms and dads and kids together to serve Christ together for his glory. That's wonderful. Um, Garrett, along that note, and to kind of wrap it up, where can uh, families view Schoolhouse Rock? How can they get a hold of it? Yeah, you can find out really everything about Schoolhouse Rock. You can watch the movie. You can listen to the podcast. You can get some of our great resources if you go to schoolhouserocked.com. Awesome. Um, I would encourage people to sign up for the newsletter while you're there. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. We do not email a lot. We email when we have important developments but we have the DVD release coming February 22nd. We want to let people know how to get it. And uh, yeah, so that's there. Um, We also just released a really important um, free resource for families who are kind of new to homeschooling. And it's called the homeschool survival kit. It's a free, I think the book that's published now is like 72 pages, Um, Mm -hmm. but we're releasing an update that I think pushes it to a hundred pages and it's a free resource that is just packed full of digestible nuggets of encouragement and wisdom and resources for homeschooling families. So if you go to schoolhouserock.com, you'll find that Um, rocked has an ED at the end of it. And uh, And everything's there. um, In the description of this podcast, if you scroll down, I will put the link 
to Schoolhouse Rock Thank and you. Um, all your social media stuff on it as well and where you can find um, Garrett and his wonderful wife, Yvette. Um, Garrett, it has just been amazing to talk with you and um, you. put a name and voice and face and all of that together. And um, I hope to see you soon at Teach Them Diligently. Um, yes. And we'll be there. Um, and I just a little plug for Teach Them Diligently, if, if I can. Um, if yeah. you are thinking about homeschooling or if you've been homeschooling for however many years or months or days, um, there's no better way to explore curriculum and talk with the people who um, create the curriculum or sell it or um, just encourage homeschoolers than going to a homeschool convention. Yes. Um, and one of those is teach them diligently. Um, I know they're going to have um, two live events, one in Round Rock, uh, Texas, and the other one in Pigeon Forge, um, Tennessee. I always want to say yeah. Virginia, but that's not right. But it's <laughs> Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, and I'll be there in both places, speaking and exhibiting. And yeah. I'm assuming you'll be, you guys will be there as well. Yeah, we, I think we're going to be at both TTDs okay. and we're going to be at several state homeschool conventions. We'll be in Wonderful. Texas at a couple and uh, Florida has a huge one. Yes. Um, I'm not sure of the whole schedule, but we're going to be on the road quite a bit this year. And I'll tell you, I hate traveling, <laughs> but I love yes. homeschool conventions. So yes. it's worth it. We've been I, we've been homeschooling now for, I think, 11 years officially, right? Because wow. mm. we've really been homeschooling since our daughter was born. Absolutely. Yes. But yeah, I think 11 years officially. And I'm going to tell a little story if you have time. Sure. Is that okay. Go for it. Okay. As I said, we were very reluctant homeschoolers. And as we were first just feeling out the waters, testing the waters, we had a Christian couple tell us, guys, go to a homeschool convention. And I promise you, it'll answer your questions. It'll encourage you. Mm -hmm. And the husband said to me, Garrett, you have to go with your wife. And I oh. said, okay. Wow. And, that's great. and ironically, yeah. At the time I thought there are homeschool conventions. That is the weirdest thing ever. We <laughs> yeah. totally went expecting to see everybody in minivans yes. and white denim kids dresses. and denim <laughs> jumpers. And, yes. you know, and you see a little bit of that, but you also see it's just people. It's America, right? right? It's normal but, people. Yeah. But we went to our first one and over that weekend, God completely changed our hearts. Wow. And we, we went thinking, man, this homeschooling thing's weird. I don't know if we can do this. We left going, this is the thing we're going to do mm -hmm. for the rest of the, our children's education. We yes. wouldn't have it any other way. And we were so excited. And since then, in the 11 years, since we went, I can't even count how many homeschool conventions we've been to. Wow. It's a lot. I love them. They That's are wonderful. probably my favorite place to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm just a dad, you know, <laughs> but I, I love going and seeing families together, seeing what the uh, curriculum publishers are up to hearing yes. the speakers. I love everything about it. So yeah, please go come out yep. and meet us out there. If you're subscribed to our newsletter, we'll let you know where we're going to be. And the, the movie will be shown at a few of them. Yeah. I know that uh, at FPEA, which is Florida's convention, yes. they're going to show it the whole time, just kind of on a loop. So awesome. that'll be really That's cool. Great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I'll make sure that um, 
I'll also link to the Teach Them Diligently conventions mm -hmm. down in the description below as well. Um, cool. So you can find all the links there. Um, Garrett, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. And thank you, Terry. I just hope you're doing well. And um, we'll just wrap this up. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. My pleasure. The Homeschooling One Child podcast is a production of Terry Bentley McKee with homeschoolingonechild.com. Please follow us at, on social media um, at homeschoolingthenumeral1.com or on our website at homeschoolingonechild, with one being the numeral one.com. And be sure to subscribe. Thank you. Bye.